4: Of winning a thousand Ghana cities weekly and other amazing prizes. Our merchants are not left out. Receive payment and win. There are lots and lots of exciting prizes to be won. So download the Momo app, transact with Momo Pay and get rewarded this Momo season. TNCs apply.
5: MTN. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on A1 Radio and Dreams FM in Borgatanga, Gangai FM in Jirapa, ATL and Castle FM in Cape Coast. We are on Volta Premier in Ho and KTU Radio in Koforidua. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The midday news is proudly sponsored by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. We where Dura Plus goes, water flows. Also brought to you by Petrosol. You're clean full in full quantity. Soul is always a delightful experience. This afternoon, Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association rejects Parliament Mines and Energy Committee's report on Gensa gas supply deal, insisting it has dire consequences for the country if the agreement is allowed to pass in its current form.
6: There are dire consequences for the nation Ghana. Ordinary Ghanaians are going to pay for these decisions that the parliamentary selection committee are trying to bring or enforce.
5: We'll get to hear from the minority which is dissociating itself from the report indicating that it is not a true reflection of their views.
6: Please don't associate us with that report. It does not reflect the value for money and that there are huge losses to the state. So this attempt to box us together is most unfortunate.
5: We have details of that also this afternoon lands commission rejects most corrupt public institution label by the united nations office of drugs and crime details from the study which focused on corruption among public officials in ghana
4: a lot of these things that are going on don't directly involve our staff they involve people who have made it their business facilitating sale or purchase of land
5: Management of the Lands Commission would tell us more about what they're doing to change the narrative. Also, defunct gold dealership fair Men's Gold opens a one-month verification window for its aggrieved customers to stay their claim, warning they will not entertain any demand for payment after October 16. Please,
7: if you think you have a genuine claim and you, you really, really, really want to get paid, kindly exhaust this last fees. The one month is done and we wouldn't, um, the window would be closed.
5: Well, we get to hear from the aggrieved customers, which are casting cast doubt on the exercise, insisting this is not the first time they've been asked to verify their claims.
8: We did a nationwide verification, which was very stressful. So after that verification, we tried to engage number one, and up to now, it's getting to three years. There wasn't any
5: answer. But we know that government is still holding on to the assets of Men's Gold. So where exactly is the company sourcing the money to pay its investors?
7: I, I don't think I need to tell you you know whose funds was it you know it could be from my grandmother's cocoa proceeds from my grandmother's cocoa farm
9: we have sports is measured expectations for Tip Ghana, a sprint duo james dadzi and joseph paul amwa finalized preparations ahead of tomorrow's 200 meter men's heats at the world athletics Championships.
5: and much later in our maiden edition of our stories of hope series will tell you the uplifting story of johannes and elijah who escaped abject rural poverty in search of a better life in the city and the undying determination to beat the odds in the face of the biting economic crisis okay i still have the hope
4: of becoming a journalist i've down plans to get there i've been doing some investment
5: that's and more in this afternoon's edition of the midday news i am mfa Apao. please do stay on for details This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Thank you once again for your company and the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association is this afternoon rejecting a report from Parliament's Committee on Mines and Energy on a gas supply agreement between Ghana National Petroleum Corporation and Gensa Energy Ghana Limited. The deal involves provision of 50 million standard cubic feet of raw gas daily to Gensa Energy. The association is concerned that the deal's condition uh, could negatively impact consumers consumers and potentially lead to some losses for Ghana. However, the Parliamentary Select Committee on Mines and Energy has investigated the claims of irregularities by the Africa Centre for Energy Policy, (ACEP) and the Imani Centre for Policy and Education and found no evidence of losses in the deal. Before we hear from the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association though, my colleague Samuel Kojo-Braze of our Energy Desk joins me uh, with details of the findings by Parliament's Committee on Mines and Energy. So Kujo, what exactly are the key findings from the committee on this gensa deal
10: well the committee says the gmpc gensa energy gas transmission agreement savings to gmpc is uh, 1.42 1.462 billion u.s dollars that if Ghana had borrowed, it would have cost the country the same amount. Okay. And that's why they feel that this is how much savings the country is going to make. They are also saying that reduction in transmission losses by 480 million US dollars. You know, the Ameri Power Plant is to be relocated to Kumasi. Mm-hmm. And this deal covers it. So they are saying that uh, the transmission losses would, uh, 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 the country will be saving some 480 million US dollars they're also saying that the export of natural gas liquid using takradi port would increase the port revenue from cargo fees port duties and other services so they are spreading the revenue again 50 million tons of carbon dioxide reduction per year as the UPO1 and UPO3, these are machines that Gensai is going to be u- uh, using in uh, f- reducing flaring and will bring all flared gas to onshore for processing and utilization, as well as 0.225 million tons of power generation mm. in Kumasi, saving 40 megawatt power of transmission losses. Now, they are also saying that it will lead to 75% fuel cost reduction by substituting compressed natural gas for diesel. and and that's something that will also be done and they're also saying that the gansa energy uh, gensa energy limited client have extended life of their mines by 10 years since engaging gensa due to reliable and quality power so Mm -hmm. one of the advantages that the country will be getting restructuring of gensa pipeline network around future industries would enable these industries to develop quickly and over 40 400 million u.s dollars export revenue from ngo that's uh, natural gas uh, um, uh, natural Mm -hmm. gas and then also liquefied natural gas processing and export per year Mm -hmm. they're also saying that over 980 million u.s dollars direct investment in ghana with same amount of forex invested and about 250 direct and 950 indirect jobs to be created from the business of Gensa Energy Ghana Limited. Okay.
5: Well, thank you very much, Kujobri, uh, for giving us details of the findings from the Mines and Energy Committee on this uh, particular Gensa deal. We'll be bringing in Imani shortly, but we can listen to Chairman of the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association, Richmond Alamo, explaining why the deal should not be allowed in its current form.
6: The nation Ghana, we all need to be very careful that there are consequences of the decisions that are made today. There are a lot of things that we want improvement on, and we cannot allow our birth rights, our primary assets, to be going to a foreign land. So the initial agreement was for them to come and invest and assist. And they abrogated the contract, and you can ask anybody if I can find the data. And if you look at our press release, I think we did the SSA, the Ghana Ghana gas staff Association did mention the dates clearly in those uh, in the statement. So that was the miscommunication that is going on and on. and I think we need to make sure that nobody throws that into anybody's eyes by stating that uh, we, we went to that agreement from the onset.
5: That's the chairman of the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association, Richmond, Alamo. We can hear from the minority side on the Mines and Energy Committee. And John Gina-Paul is a, he's the ranking member on the committee and is dissociating himself from the report, indicating that the findings do not reflect their views.
6: Let me put on record that that committee's report does not reflect the views of the entire membership of the committee. Immediately, the chairman put out that report. As ranking member who represents the minority side, I issued a counter-report. I issued a statement denouncing the report and stating that the report is inaccurate, contains factual inaccuracies, baseless assumptions, and does not reflect what the committee was supposed to do. So let me put on record that the minority is not part of that committee's report in terms of its findings. We disagree in its entirety with the assumptions and more importantly with the conclusions.
5: So that's uh, John Jinapo, ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee in Parliament it remains to be seen what exactly will happen because the report stands but the founding uh, president of Imani Africa thankfully Franklin Kujo uh, joins us on the line with more on this we do appreciate your time here on the midday news so we've been hearing uh, details from this particular report they maintain that uh, no uh, you know findings they had no evidence of losses in this particular deal when it goes through we're hearing from the minority also distancing themselves from it, saying that there are factual inaccuracies in this report. You first raised this concern. What then happens with all that we're hearing?
11: Well, thank you very much and good afternoon to yourself and your listeners. First of all, I mean, it is important to acknowledge the fact that the I mean, the report is not uh, a complete representation of the Committee of Parliament. I think that is the number one point which is coming out clearly. I mean, if the report were that Important and indeed factual. I don't think the Mr. Jinapo will be loud in its. It, 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 uh, I mean, in, in in objecting to the contents of the report. The question really you ask, which is what should be done now, is so that report to be shredded, and then go back, and the committee should be probably reconstituted, and then accept that they made very inaccurate uh, conclusions and that a new report ought to be uh, factually written and presented to the public. You know, my worry, essentially, is that this is the same committee led by my good friend, Natasha, that almost approved a $1.1 billion acre deal. At the end of the day, we sold that deal for $1, Underlying $1. Otherwise, if, the, if his report, if his committee were, were that very, uh, should I say, serious, I don't think we're going to, I mean, I don't think we're going to pay so much for that particular deal. And so for me, I think the jury is out now. Mm. I think the report was one-sided and it needs to go back to the drawing table. So that we have a truly representative report.
5: But maybe one sided, and you're asking that it ought to be shredded. But um, looking at the details of the report, they maintain that $1.462 billion will actually be saved in spite of the concerns that we are raising. That's also inaccurate, you'd say?
11: Well, madam, I mean, this is the same committee, one sided by the way, which is assuming that the transmission losses um uh, is almost around $480 million and that we would have saved that by relocating America to Kumasi. Unfortunately, what they failed to grasp is that by just investing $70 million in transmission infrastructure, we could have avoided these losses they are talking about, which has led to a hoping almost $1.5 billion payment in subsidies to this competitor we are talking about. I mean, this is not a sweeter deal. This is a heck, really. I mean, I don't see how <laughs> sensible this deal is to the country at all. Which is the reason why the minority has disowned it.
5: We're grateful. We remain to be seen what exactly uh, will happen going forward once Parliament resumes and that's a uh, founding president of Imani Africa, Franklin Kujo there and that's not the last we're hearing about this Gensa energy deal. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. also. Now the Lands Commission is taking on the United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime to provide details on its recent survey that named the Commission as the most corrupt public institution in Ghana. The data showed the top bribe-taking institutions in the country with the Lands Commission officers collecting the biggest bribes among public officials in Ghana by the executive secretary of the Commission James Datsun says the people taking the bribes are not staff of the Commission he spoke to my colleague Samuel Kojabris.
4: we are not defending our staff because we are not angels in that office all that we want is that if some staff have been involved in these unacceptable practices let us know because we also have our own sanctions Every staff in the office is properly identified and so if somebody is out there soliciting and the person is not a staff and you go and transact with that person, the person takes money from you. Then these um, researchers come and then they interview you, say, oh, I went to Lance and somebody took my money. And this is all about Lance Commission as to who they spoke to, whether the person is an official of the office. Whether a person is uh, is uh, a guru boy or an estate agent, it is very difficult for us to determine. And we think that they have to take a second look at that, that approach. But I want to say that a lot of these things that are going on don't directly involve our staff. They involve people who have made it their business, they go out there, they are in the chief's uh, uh, premises facilitating sale or purchase of land, and then they will continue and say,
10: oh, I will take it and go and register it for you. So they are all over the place. But, but if you allow the girl boys to be on your, on your compound, someone who doesn't know your staff will come and deal with them, so that you cannot exonerate yourself completely from what's happening? Yes, yeah, that, that is true. Even the
4: infrastructure, The office arrangement that we have today, where we have offices scattered all over the place, if it's an office where there's one gate and there's one entrance, it will be easy to deal with the people who are coming there and they have no business coming to our premises anytime. And mind you, it's a public office.
5: James Datson is the executive secretary of the Lands Commission. They're speaking to my colleague, Samuel Could you brace Now, if you have an investment with defunct gold dealership firm Men's Gold, listen up. You have up until the 16th of September to verify your claims or forever lose your investment. That's the new timelines announced by the chief executive of the firm, Nana Apia Mensa, also known as Namwan. Thousands, some dead, have resorted to several means to retrieve their monies following the closure of the firm in 2018, but have been unsuccessful speaking to love fm's austin wood and
1: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands
3: Nueva Aventura. Nueva Ram 1500.
5: Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI LLC. GH1 Sewa Amihe Ami, on Twitter Spaces. Nana said there will be no payment after the verification.
3: From
7: 14th, I guess the 14th September will be for the verification. On the 14th September, the verification, the portal would close. So commit one full calendar month again, as in from 14th September, you know, to the following fourteenth, um, to address all these challenges. Then on the twentieth um October we'll dish out the first batch of payment and then we'll continue in that mode and manner until the last month is paid. We kindly and then respectfully and every customer, every person that believes they have genuine claim. To exhaust the DD, the due diligence, this due diligence process. Please, if you think you have a genuine claim and you, you really, really, really want to get paid, kindly exhaust this last fee, Discharge this obligation and leave us to, you know, do our part. No, after one month is done and we wouldn't, um, the wooden the window would be closed. Yes, it means that your DD didn't check out. Your due diligence didn't, you didn't pass due diligence. And if you don't pass due diligence, it's an administrative you know um, um operational tendencies if you don't pass dd uh, nothing 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 can be upheld or sustained
5: so we know that men's gold was shut down by the bank of ghana for operating a deposit taking scheme without license or well, the action led to the seizure of assets of men's gold so where exactly is nanapia mensa getting the money to pay his customers he's been speaking in this three-part series on twitter spaces
7: we are a duly incorporated legal entity, legal person. The mobilization of funds. Which funds are, we, are you referring to? The one you have used to pay the 5,000 people. And okay. the one you are going to use to pay those who will be validated. Mm-hmm. Very, well. Yeah, very well. Very well. Very well, Yeah, those funds. Are they the funds of Men's Good Company Limited? Well, it doesn't necessarily... I don't need to... I don't think I need to tell you, you know, whose funds was it? It could be from my grandmother, you know. It could be from my grandmother's cocoa proceeds from my grandmother's cocoa farm. For me, what is important is that I owe people, and so long as the money is legal and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, no, no, you any, it, it doesn't break. I've already said that you are different. From do, you, many do you want? Do you want to let me answer? Do you want to let me? Do you want to an okay. answer or not? Okay, sir. What is important is that we are indebted, right? And the said debt, you know, um, has to be paid or is being being paid. You know, and where the money is coming from, so long as the funds, the source of the funds, does not infringe, okay, on any anti-money laundering, you know, law or regulation, it is fine. Hmm.
5: That's uh, Nana Apia Mensah one. but spokesperson for the aggrieved customers, Eric Bafuamankwa, describes the latest developments as a deception. If
8: I remember... We did a nationwide verification, which was very stressful. So after that verification, we tried to engage Namwan, and up to now, it's getting to three years. There wasn't any answer. But before the verification, we had a meeting with him. I was part of it. Namwan was part of it, and he informed us to go for that verification so that we would be eligible for payment. And we did that, but there wasn't any payment. And beside that. After that verification, we tried to knock his door several 7. He didn't open up. And about a month later, a certain company came out called Payboy. And then one told us that if you want your money, go to Payboy, pay certain percentage, arrange with Payboy, and Payboy, what? Give out your money. Most customers fall as a victim of that circumstances. We really need just inform them not to but take the fact Playboy issue. And up to now those who paid money to Playboy, that company, up to now, their money has not been given.
5: As a spokesperson for the aggrieved customers of Men's Gold, Eric Bafuamankwa, we know that this particular case against Namwan is in court. Elton, what's the status of this particular case? If I
12: remember that Namwan was arrested together with a wife and then put before court for operating without license and other charges that were leveled against him. Now, the case has suffered 37 adjournments and mostly uh, it came from the Attorney General's Department. So, that is all there is. The case has not seen any significant movement in terms of even dealing with the, the the relevant case that is before the court. So it's unclear when this matter will be put back to court but what we do know is that 37 times they've been taken, 37 times it's been adjourned.
5: Okay. Thank you very much Elton. Let's stay a while longer in the courts. This time at the circuit court in Accra, they've granted bail to the husband of one of the lactating mothers standing trial in the alleged stolen money uh, belonging to former sanitation and water resources minister Cecilia Abnadapa. He was accused of dishonestly receiving money to buy a house at Kokrobite here in Accra. This follows the conclusion of investigations on him by the state's prosecutors. Richard Kujonyako of our legal desk is in court and joins us on the line with details. Let's talk about what transpired in court today,
13: Richard. Well, so Seven accused persons, including Patience Bucci and Jay who have been accused of stealing more than $1 million and other valuables from Madame Cecilia Dapar's matrimonial home, turned up in court. Significantly, Madam Cecilia, the lawyer, was in court to watch before her. Apart from patients, Boche and Sarah J, who have been accused of stealing the money, the others have been accused of dishonestly receiving the items. The state told the court they had concluded investigations with respect to Isaac, H- the husband of one of the lactating mothers who has been accused of dishonestly receiving money from the alleged stolen money from the matrimonial home of the former minister. In fact, his bill is in respect of the completion of investigations regarding his role in these stolen items. The court has thus granted bill to him in the sum of 300,000 Ghana cities with two sureties to be justified. And the state asked for two more weeks for them to conclude the investigation. And so the court has adjourned the case to the 5th of September to enable the prosecutors to conclude the investigation. And the two lactating mothers, what's the update on their bill conditions? They've been met. Well, MFR, the two lactating matters are still in police custody upon their failure to meet the bail conditions, which is one million Ghana cities with three sureties to be justified. In fact, their lawyers say the bail conditions are so rigid that satisfying them has been an arduous task for them. And so they are still working around the clock to get them bailed. That's
5: my colleague Richard Kujonyaku reporting from the court, taking us on a quick break on the midday news live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi and here in Accra on Joy 99.7 FM brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. Also brought to you by Petrol your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol always a delightful experience. We've been hearing from the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association rejecting Parliament Mines and Energy Committee. Report on Genta supply deal, insisting it has dire consequences for the country if the agreement is allowed to pass in its current form. We return from the break, we'll be telling our stories of hope and also hear from one of the front runners in the NPP presidential race, Alan Tremantain, calling on delegates of the NPP to listen to the cry of the people, insisting he represents the surest tool for an NPP victory. They are looking
12: for a leader who will help our party to break the eight in 2024 and help. NPP to succeed itself in power.
4: full quantity.
5: Thanks for staying with us. Time for Sports, Danny Cranting.
9: Hi my father, let's go straight into the stories and Ghanaian sprint duo James Dadzi and Joseph Paul Amwa will feature in the 200 meter men's heats at the ongoing World Athletics Championships in Budapest tomorrow. Paul Amwa is up against U.S. champion Aaron Knightin in his heat while Dadzi has been drawn in a relatively manageable heat. Elom Amenapo is Ghana's sprint coach and he spoke exclusively to Joy Sports editor Fenty Otahiro you why you can say that we can use uh, the 10 days that we sp- uh, spent to work on somebody's speed. It's about the preparation that they have with their various coaches before coming uh, here. My duty here is to just maintain it and then to polish it so that they don't lose that from that uh, they have from the previous year. Joe look good, uh, ready to hit the track. James is also going to hit the track tomorrow. That's what I said earlier that he has to take the injury off his mind. I know it's something easier said than that. It's something very difficult to do. Having a hamstring injury, you are running, and you have your one of your minor knee that it can come at any time. Amena sprint coach bringing that into sports back to you MFA.
5: Thank you Danny. Now the economy has been unforgiving but uh, for Johannes and Elijah abject rural poverty has made it even more unbearable But the double blow of an economic crisis and rural life had nothing um, had done nothing to weaken their resolve to get a better life in the city. In the first in a series of inspirational stories in the midst of a biting economic crisis. Dapt stories of hope. Mami Esinya Mitchell Thompson looks at the exciting journey of Elijah and Johannes.
14: Welcome to Accra. Here to survive, one needs to be resourceful, resilient and master all ingenuities to create a space to call home. Meet 27-year-old Johannes. He aspires to make it big in Accra. He lives in this kiosk in the heart of spintex the retail hub
4: i i never know people used to sleep in wooden structure i never see some before
14: Johannes's journey from kgb was tied with hope and expectation a good job to live his dream
4: i want to be a politician i want to go and do political science but as times goes on the dream changed
14: with more than 5.4 million residents in Accra, trying to make ends meet, Johannes is carefully looking to carve a niche for himself. He's working on opening a bread shop, in addition to his factory work.
4: Where the system pushes you to, that's where you move. So you, when the system strikes, you strike.
14: His friend Elijah wants to further his education and eventually become a journalist. Okay, I still have the hope of becoming a journalist. Uh. So have you put in place plans to reach
5: there? I would say yes. I've put down plans to get there. I believe in two to three years' time I should be able to reach there. Now, let's focus on politics after listening to some stories of hope. A uh, front runner in the governing new patriotic party's presidential race, John Alan Kujutramanting, has called on delegates to listen to the cries of the people, insisting he represents the surest tool for an NPP victory in the 2024 general election. Well, as the party looks set to this weekend super delegates' congress, Alan says his 10 point agenda will transform and modernize the party. Elton Brube has more. <laughs>
12: John Alan Chematen is making a fourth attempt at leading the MPP in a contest that has pitched him against the Vice President, Dr. Mamadu Baumia and eight others. But the race is not new to him. The terrain is not new to him. And so are the kinmakers, the delegates. He is appealing to them to dig deep and consider the interests of the larger populace in arriving at a decision. As delegates, you are representing not only your own interests, but also the interests of the rank and file of our party. The 67-year-old Alan is an indigent of Patasi near Kumase in the Ashanti region, considered the political world bank of the MPP. The region also holds the highest number of delegates in the MPP. But recent improved showings by the opposition NDC, especially in the 2020 elections, seems to have drowned home the need for the MPP to select a candidate that will resonate well with the region. Member of Parliament for Botiano, English, among constituency Sylvester Tete says there's no better choice than Alan Chematen. That the popularity of Alan Chema-Ten in the Shanti region was tested when we did the drew. So work. Everybody should put his popularity out there. But surely there must be more to the candidate than just a name and longevity. Alan Chematen has hopes in his 10 point agenda to transform and modernize the MPP by 2030 and lead the country to economic growth and prosperity. Corruption and petty theft or thievery, particularly from the public purse, deny our country the benefits of utilizing its tax revenue
5: and we focus a bit also on Boachie Jacko. He was on PM Express last night, and he says, despite the economic difficulties, he's very proud of the Okufwado's record in government. And also in the related development, the Elections Committee of NPP has indicated that no personal security will be allowed at the voting grounds during the Super Delegates Congress on Saturday. Your election headquarters is all over it for you. And just before we go, Ghana's big... If you only
0: have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? At a ro-